0: Hey, folks! Welcome to Free Press Sports with Carlson, and Sean. It's it's good to see you. Good to hear you, Carl. It's been a minute. We we took last week off. I don't remember why. Some combination of I don't know. Well, let's just say we, we didn't have our producer. Was, was was that was that the main? We, we can't was- do anything
1: without our producer. Well, that's definitely true, but I thought it was because you wrote your column about cooking, and you were you're going through like a five day bender on cooking salsa and guacamole and all this other stuff, so you had to prep. So no, th- that makes I, sense. I, I don't, I don't think. Anyway, sorry we missed
0: last week, but we are back this week. We're gonna wrap up the Lions' season, talk about the Super Bowl, talk about the headline that I saw, Carlos. I think from the Onion that said that Taylor Swift was depressed now that she was going to be out of the spotlight that the football season is. <laughs> <it's, it's, laughs> <laughs> the football season is over, which I thought was one of the one of the better headlines I saw. There's, there's, uh, hey, we'll get to our winter teams next week. The Wings are, and they got they got hit a little bit in Edmonton, but but they've been they've been rolling. The the Pistons made a lot of moves at the trade deadline. J- Jomon Howard is still employed at the University of Michigan with his basketball team. They lost by thirty to Illinois. Michigan State's kind of been up and down. at a big win against Illinois, so there's lots to talk about. But Carlos. We got to we got to wrap this up, don't we? We got to well, Not only that, I, I you know, and I don't want to say this never happens because this happens probably more than folks think. Carlson and I actually agree on most things in life, but but we were in complete agreement that the Lions were not beating the Kansas City Chiefs. And uh, he wrote a good column about it the other day. I would have read the same thing if I'd written about that. It's just it's just one of those things. It would have been fun though, Carl's to see firsthand to see it unfold live did you know what what they needed but I think you know you did a good job of extrapolating
1: imagining what it would look like right yeah you know the one thing I I have a question for you before this before we get into it is I was thinking and I I was going to put it in there I was like no this is going off on too much of a tangent but is it worse to get there and lose the Super Bowl because my my perspective was growing up as a big LA Kings fan when they finally made it and the Kings were the lions basically of their of Los Angeles when I was growing up. And when they got there in 1993 in the final against Montreal, they were close. They were, they were, they won the first game. They were about to win the second game. And then all this shenanigans happened. They were going to come back to LA to up to nothing. And anyway, they, they ended up losing to the Canadians and it kind of killed the fanaticism in, in it. Fanatic in me for a while for, for a few years because it, it hurt me so much to have invested so much. And it was, it was a bill. The Kings were getting better. You know, they had Barry Melrose as the coach, and they were, they were ascending. They had Wayne Gretzky. And then when they got there, I was like, oh, man, seriously? Like, we get there, and this happens. Like, when are we ever going to get there again? And they didn't get there again for a really long time until they won it. So is it worse? or is it like oh no this is hopeful we got to the super bowl at least so what do you what do you think fans would 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 prefer like don't even get there don't even bring us to the to the edge
0: i think that it's circumstantial as most things in life and i think that in this particular case i don't know when the i'm trying to remember when the kings moved to la but it's not the same in terms they of they didn't move to la they were always in l.a. Their original when did when did they start 67. playing 67
1: 67 mhm So they've been there for a while. Yeah. I think. uh, How dare you think that every team in L.A. moves to L.A.? That's just that's culturalist, Sean. Well, just about every other team did, right? I mean,
0: you know, almost you stole every team Brooklyn. Did, Yeah, you stole Brooklyn's, <laughs> you stole Brooklyn's, <laughs> you stole Brooklyn's uh, team. We took know?
1: San Diego's Clippers. We took we took yeah, like,
0: Minneapolis's, uh, You took Minneapolis's <laughs> team. You took Brooklyn's team. You, Anaheim yeah, Ducks. The, or, or, the only original L.A. That, team. That'd be the one. Well, what about the Angels? The Angels is that an original? The team? team were, yes, the Angels were. But the the two teams you care about the most, you stole from from other markets. That's right. Right. Yeah. The, the baseball. You know, Los team Angeles the Lions sounds pretty team. good too. I think. What do you think? Yeah, yeah, yeah. LA. No, I would say that I think that the fact that the Super Bowl has been around since nineteen what sixty six is it? Was it the first year? I I could never quite remember I mean, that date. This, that sounds right because they called it. They didn't call the Super Bowl right away. No, they. It was a retro retro. It, yeah, we call Super Bowl one and two. Nineteen sixty seven Packers over 67. Chiefs
1: thirty five ten oh, in L A. Okay, Coliseum.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. So. The fact that they'd never been to the Super Bowl all these years, and, and the fact that the Super Bowl is this is the it's the mecca of American sports. I think I think it would have been very painful if they'd lost for sure. But I think getting there would have been. I think Lions fans would prefer to have lost in the Super Bowl than the NFC title game. I guess that's the best way to put it.
1: That's fair. I I, I do think that, and you have to. I, this is something I I thought about too. Was like, well. It's and the Super Bowl is different because there's a whole two weeks of hype that goes into it. So people would have been really enjoying the talk and everything and the, 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 you know, what's coming it up. And, season, right, it extends the
0: season, yeah. right, So It extends
1: the joy for two more weeks. Yes. Yeah. So even though your hopes would have been dashed and, you know, losing to Patrick Mahomes and and uh, Taylor Swift's boyfriend and all that, you know, like it, it, it would have been like, well, we got, there it was exciting it was a fun ride and then it, like you said it extended it so yeah football is probably a little bit different that way yeah there's and there's you
0: know it's funny because i've i've tried to see some fan reaction from the 49ers fans and i know some people i mean you know i have some family that lives out there and i know some people and and, and they're crushed partly because partly because you know they they've been there what there's the second time in four four years five years they've lost the super bowl of course, they lost what 10, 12 years ago, whenever that was. 15, was it twelve years, thirteen years ago when when Harbaugh was coaching them and they lost? Yeah. So that's three losses in what the last fifteen years, but two <laughs> in the last two in the last four, and then they've lost uh, two NFC title games. So, so for them, they keep they keep getting there, and knocking on the door, and they keep they keep falling. So there's a level of frustration. Having said all that, by the way, that makes me think of Alan and Jerry Seinfeld, who. Used to joke about why do people say you know having said all that, but uh, but uh, and we're dating ourselves here. But no, it's there's some resignation too. I I been talking to some people these last couple of days that it's that it's Patrick Mahomes. This is how it was for the NBA with with Michael Jordan for a while, right? Or even the NFL with Tom Brady to a degree, and uh, so there's there, there so that lessens it a little bit. Knowing that uh, you can get frustrated, this call, that decision, this mistake, whatever—all uh, fans are going to do that. But it's Patrick Mahomes, right? And there's this sense that he's just a little too, little too good in certain moments. So that maybe
1: helps soften it a touch. And I think that definitely would have, if it had been the Lions in there. Yeah, yeah. That it, it's a it, it's a small consolation because you know we have been in the you know the the Brady and Aaron Rodgers. Era has now given way, you know, not just this year, obviously, but in recent years to the Patrick Mahomes era, you know. And look at look at Baltimore. I mean, they went to, I mean, they went to Buffalo and Baltimore and won, you know. And then, so I mean, this team was just not going to be stopped. And I also wonder with the with the Forty Nine ers, just you know, it's they're 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 in a little bit of a pickle with Brock Purdy because he's obviously good and good enough to get you there. But he's not a difference maker for them, you know, and he's Mr. Relevant, you know, the last I mean, there's you you have to love everything about that storyline and what he's done and what they've done with him. And Kyle Shan, Kyle Shanahan's genius is proven by what he's been able to do. And, you know, but I guarantee you there's some some undercurrent within the fans and within that community's thinking, man, if we had what if we had Lamar, what if we had? CJ Stroud, what if we had, you know, like that's a very important position. And and then, you know, I don't want to call him a game manager, but he's in that mold a little bit. You know, he's not he's not the guy who's going to win you the game, you know, necessarily. You know, I, I mean, he's had very good games, but that's a that's a and, and I and I appreciate this about the 49ers that they're a whole team. You know, their defense is great and their offense is, you know, very good, too. You know, it can be like the NFL last year by yeah. number, and and you know, but it's like you're just wondering, you know, hey, when well, we're losing to Mahomes, and you know, I mean, I think when the last time they lost him, they he wasn't the quarterback, right? I don't think that was in no, no, Garoppolo ago. was Jimmy Garoppolo, was a Garoppolo was yeah, which and is they another also le- they led in the second half of that game, too, yeah, you know, which is a, it's a testament to Shanahan. But he's like, I'm, I'm, I'm getting these guys, you know, these non-elite quarterbacks, and getting to the Super Bowl, but I'm not winning it. So it's tough, you know. Like, when do you, <laughs> when do you make that decision of maybe that's the missing piece? Maybe that's, I mean, we saw what Mahomes did, you know, when he had to do it. Um, you know, just keeping plays alive, just you know, making plays, running when he needed to judiciously. And then the defense, you know, they both had really good defenses. And that certainly was one of the reasons that that game was so tight for so long.
0: No, for sure. A few things. I would very, very respectfully, gently push back just to touch on Purdy. I I think he is a difference maker. He's just not Mahomes. I mean, it's not, to me, it's not black or white in that way. I mean, he was the difference in the Lions game in the second half because he can get out and make plays with his feet. I mean, that's the thing, right? He He didn't. Against the Chiefs as much because it's a completely. I mean, I, I, you know, they were the number two defense in the NFL. They were, I, you know, you could argue the best defense in the NFL in the playoffs. But I mean, what they did shutting down Miami, going into Baltimore and holding them to what, 10 points, shutting Buffalo down in the second half, and the San Francisco, the 49ers are the most explosive offense. In a, in the league this year by number and um, the best overall offense, and they scored 19 points. And one of them, one of the touchdowns, they needed a trick play, yeah, to, to 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 pull off. And that was that was looked like a pick six for a oh, second, yeah, right? So <laughs> it, it 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 really did. And and per, I think Purdy. I mean, he's young. I, I I think I think he can get a little bit better. I, I'm not saying he's going to be Mahomes or even Burrow or or I mean, Allen's a different story. Or Lamar, but he he can he can make some plays. It's just, you know, can he make enough? You know, look, to me the Chiefs won. And it's not. The, I, I know we want to relate this to the lines, and, and maybe this is the, the way to pivot to the lines. But the, think about the third down play in I want to say overtime when they moved the ball down the field, they had the ball first, and I want to say. Chris or maybe maybe no I take it back I think it was the third down play of the interregulation or close to the interregulation last time the 49ers had the ball and it was third down and they had was it Ayuk or somebody open in the end zone but Chris Jones came running up the middle yep. it was unblocked it was a six-man blitz a six-man defensive front which was really clever and Jones was unblocked and Purdy had nowhere to go and if he had even a second more that's a touchdown is mm-hmm. it right so uh, to me that's not Purdy's fault that's Right. I mean, that's yeah. that's oh, kind of no. what you, you that's what you wrote about. Right. That that. And you, you, you can talk about San Francisco's defense. They weren't as good as the Chiefs. it wasn't as good as the Chiefs defense. It was that it's really good. But man, there's nothing like a guy coming up the middle, rushing the quarterback. And they got the best guy in the league to do that. And you combine that with two really good cornerbacks. Right. They've drafted well. I mean, they've got yeah. really good cornerbacks. That's a wicked combination on defense. Yeah. Just, 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 and we saw it unfold. And how many Jones has stopped at
1: least two touchdowns, maybe three, single handedly? I mean, it's crazy. And that's that's the thing with you know. I mean, I don't know the history of the Super Bowl, you know, every year, but you know, you generally need a, a pretty good defense because you know these kind of games are going to happen. You're going to get into these tighter games, and you know that was the argument. And this is why you lost the NFC title game is you your defense couldn't couldn't hold on to that lead in the second half. And then the offense, you know, couldn't score suddenly because San Francisco made just made enough adjustments in the second half. And they probably their defense underperformed in the first half. So the Lions have a 24-7 lead and they just can't hold on to it. They're not they're not built for playing close, tight defensive games. You know, you have an explosive offense. But then when that offense gets shut down a little bit, the defense has to do its part. And, you know, in its incarnation this last season, that just wasn't who they were. And I don't know. I don't know what what, you know, it's not like they haven't committed any resources. But, you know, we keep seeing right, you know, guys coming in cornerbacks on one-year deals for the Lions, the Mosleys and stuff, and, you know, C.J. Gardner johnson on the one, you know, they, they just – it just doesn't seem to be like a a commitment to doing to, – to making a really long-term fix on a significant investment on their defense, especially the the, the back, you know, the, the secondary. You'd like to see that more. And Brian Branch is kind of the start of that, you know, and, and you drafted well there. It's their first – really promising, you know, defensive back that they, that they've had, that's going to be obviously a significant part of their, of their secondary for years to come, but you need, you need other, you know, pieces and players to go with that. And, you know, Brad Holmes has already told us, right. What he he tell us? Like, don't expect, you know, don't, don't buy into the hype of the, whatever people talking down and they're not going to initially get big names and all this stuff. And, you know, well, you know, okay, then, you know, I guess we're doing the same thing next year, you know, try to draft some guys, but you're not going to go after any significant name guys in free agency and defense on the back end, and you're not going to make an upgrade at the trade deadline either, you know, like, I don't know where this is, how this is supposed to play out differently with your defense, you know, you, you if you want a team that's just good enough to get to the NFC title game. I guess that's what you're what you're going to do but something has to change with what they're doing defensively you know and I don't know if Glenn Aaron Glenn's the answer I don't know if you know he is the answer maybe if he had better players you know it's it's hard to say but they're just not on par I mean this year they were not on par with with San Francisco defensively or Kansas City certainly no yeah Kansas City is a different story to me I mean obviously they played
0: with san francisco and i think they would have been competitive with kansas city i don't think either one of us is saying it was going to be a blowout but at least i don't i don't i don't think but you know you think back to that opening game and i know that's a long time ago they, it, the chiefs didn't have chris jones they didn't have travis kelsey either but they they did have chris jones and you know you could say well the lions got a lot better offensively as the season went on and they did they did um and and maybe Kelsey makes a difference. You know, the well the, the line won by a point.
1: A, so you would think that Jones a, and, and Kelsey had, would have made a
0: difference. No, for sure. And and the Chiefs had a drop, a, a couple of them, a huge yeah, one, a lot at the of end. drops, a huge a huge one at the end, which probably would have set up a game winning field goal. And the whole narrative of the season changes if that if that ball's not dry. I mean, not the whole narrative, but they obviously still would have had the success that they had for the most part. But you know that that one game sometimes changes. In the domino effect of that, the confidence effect of that. I think Campbell, they still would have found their confidence. But so no, I if you if you're putting the Lions now, yeah, it just it's it's really the, it's like you know, when you think about when Tom Brady got beat in the, in the Super Bowl, it's because the the Giants had def- a defensive line. To me, that's the key. You know, I I know they need to get better in the secondary. They need another cornerback for sure. But but how good are the Chiefs' cornerbacks if Chris Jones isn't up front? Yeah, right. Yeah, you know, you got to cover longer. You can shrink the time a cornerback has to cover. I mean, you know, it's a chicken or an egg thing, right? Well, to me, the 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 egg is the defensive line. <laughs> you know, but what's you know, the I mean, chicken? The 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 secondary, I guess. Right? It's it's, it's it starts at the to me it just starts at least the defensive line, I and mean, we we saw that in the Super Bowl, and and I, you know I'm not sure how Brad Holmes is going to fix that. I'm sure he'll draft, but I don't know. I mean, you could go get Chris Jones. I bet the 49ers would love to go get Chris Jones. They'd win the Super Bowl if Chris Jones were <laughs> not in Kansas City. I mean, maybe they could go overpay for him just to take him from Kansas City. Right. Well, yeah, hey, you know, I, I don't know if he'll be any good for us, but it doesn't matter as long as he's not playing for you. <laughs> he's
1: getting... not with them.
0: <laughs> you know, I mean, you, you could you could see that, right, man? It's just yeah. sometimes teams do that. Remember the 49ers and the Cowboys used to, they, they stole Deion. Sanders what or the yeah. one year the cowboy the cowboys did I want to say yeah. or vice versa I can't remember I can't remember how it was
1: but yeah it's funny how that used to happen oh no for sure yeah that'd be that would be that would be crazy if they signed Chris Jones but it doesn't seem like Brad, no. from everything Brad Holmes said it doesn't seem like that's even a consideration but. And it, it, it's funny because, you know, like, and I'm not going to turn into this uh, into a hockey podcast, but it's kind of funny how you know, Steve Eiserman is very upfront about saying, you know, like draft picks, you don't know. Nobody knows, but free agents, you know. So like say him, that's always a, a sure bet is trading for a guy who's done it versus a guy you hope is going to do it. And, you know, it's different because they they draft him so young and they got to develop like in baseball and all that. But, But yeah, Chris Jones, I mean – and I think I mean, we're the Lions are at the point of they're one player away, one or two players away, whatever, yeah, right. two, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not far. I mean, this is the difference. They're not, you know? and they're not. You need. I mean, if you want to, you know, there, there's a whole calculus of of the salary cap, and you're going to lose some free agents, and you got to add to the offensive line probably, and you got to, you know there's the draft. So there's a, there's a lot of complication. You can't just like, all right, let's just throw everything at Chris Jones. And then there's money left over for nothing, you know, or so, you know, I, I understand that, but certainly they're the kind of team that you add him and you're, as close to guaranteed as going to the Super Bowl as you can probably uh, uh, think. Uh,
0: yeah, it, 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 I mean you can't account for fluke and bad bounces and turnovers, whatever. I mean, but it, it's like when you know, going way back when the Packers signed Reggie White, right? You know they were absolutely. It, it, he was. I mean, it's if you want to go back that far, they they kind of are there. Right? I mean, obviously they need another cornerback. They're probably going to need another guard on the offensive line, and they got to keep Ragnar healthy. The whole thing to me, if they don't have Ragnar. That changes a lot too. I mean, it's amazing how you think. I mean, he's that good and that important, considering the kind of quarterback golf is. Right. That that's the thing. It's funny, and I saw a lot of San Francisco folks complaining about the right side of their offensive line. That's an area where they want to get better. They feel like that let them down a little bit. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, you know, it's it's, it's, inter- it's interesting. You got to think- have a dominant. You got to have a dominant line on one side or the other, right? You got to have something. Whether and the Lions have a dominant offensive line, The Chiefs have a dominant defensive line. You know they don't need a dominant offensive line because they got Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> yeah, and and
1: that's that's the good question is just how are you built? You know how do you how do you how do you want to be built? How do you want to you know you know and if you're if you're if your philosophy is we're going to have a dominant offensive line and we've got to pour significant resources into interior offensive linemen. That's really going to change how you build the rest of your team. You know, Creed Humphrey is their center and, and they won two Super Bowls with him. He's a second round draft pick. You know, I mean, if you feel you you have to draft somebody or or overpay a free agency or whatever it is, you know, for, for a player, you know, and with Ragnow, I mean, he said he's not retiring. So he's coming back this next season, but he doesn't have a lot left. I mean, it's, no, he doesn't. It's, he doesn't. He doesn't. I think to me that's part of the window. Is I agree is, completely. He's, a, he's, he's an excellent, he's excellent, And he's key, right? He's key to this
0: yeah. offense and, the, and to this quarterback, right? He's he's a huge part of it. And you're right; that is part of the window. Not only what the other part of that window to me with the Lions offensively is is that you're right. You got you're going to have to invest money in this offensive line. Goss going to have to get paid. And you got you got s- s- really good skill players. Well, Saint Brown's about to get paid. I'm on. I'm on Ross. Saint Brown's good, but you, know, you got Gibbs and Laporte on rookie deals. That's part of the window too, right? Absolutely. Those guys yeah. are gonna those guys are gonna make some money at some point, right? I mean, maybe maybe even Jameson Williams if he builds on what he showed the last month
1: of the season or so. No. So I mean, you know, you know, yeah. you never know. He's he's closer know. to a bust than he is a second contract guy. I mean, we'll,
0: we'll see. He showed – he they opened up the playbook for him late, and he started making some plays. We'll see. This season will we'll, see, see.
1: we'll tell us a lot more about Jamison Williams. Uh, it will.
0: No, assuming he, assuming he can stay healthy. I mean, you know, you could make an argument that they could use a little bigger possession receiver to go along with uh, everything else they have in the place of Reynolds. Reynolds was really good and made key catches all year, but, you know – When 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 they're on third and four, third and five, or when Campbell likes to go for those fourth downs, you know they have a a bigger receiver that Mm -hmm. you can go. Right? They don't really have anybody like that. Yeah. As great as St. Brown is, you know he gets he gets a lot of attention. Yeah, and uh, which is why Reynolds made so many of those critical catches this year, right? Yeah. Well, that's what DJ Cherk was was supposed to be, and it didn't work out exactly. No, no, he played better as the he he did. Okay. When they got to win it late in the in it's the season, okay. he was better. You're right, but no, you can make an argument with that. So, all right, let's let's take a let's take a break here and get get to our sponsor and come back and and maybe talk about some what ifs in the Super Bowl with with fourth down decisions, third down, you know, third and fourth down decisions, punt, field goals, all that sort of stuff, because they probably need a field goal kicker too. Although San Francisco has a great young field goal kicker, Kansas City has the best field goal kicker in the league. And sometimes that's not enough either, but it's kind of fun to imagine what Campbell might've done. In those, those scenarios, those scenarios. We can, we can talk about that when we get, right when we come right back with more free press sports with Carlson, Sean, welcome back to free press sports with Carlson, Sean, Carlson, I, I did have one more quick thought to wrap up that last segment. <laughs> To kind of go back, we're talking about Mahomes and the Jordan effect and the psychology of all that. You know what makes it a little bit worse even is that the, the Chiefs lost what did they lose? Five five out of eight games at one point or whatever. I mean, they were they were scuffling around there offensively, they were really struggling. You're like, okay. And Baltimore looked like the dominant team. You're thinking, okay, maybe you have a chance. It reminded me with the when the Bulls, not every year. When Jordan won a title, where they where they great great in the regular season, they, you know I know they set the record and had the record for a long time at one point with the seventy one or whatever seventy, but there were plenty of years where they would win in the mid fifties, low fifties even, and then the playoffs would come around and like oh god, <laughs> right? I mean that that's what this Chiefs team felt like. Mm-hmm. They were a great offensive team this year, where they they were a great defensive team with yeah. a, with the best quarterback in football, and and that's demoralizing, mm-hmm. you know, when you're trying to go up and beat.
1: Yeah, you know, it's another part of that, right? Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, you know, the playoffs are are a different animal. I think for for every team, really, for pro teams, and and uh, yeah, Mahomes. I mean, they 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 settle down. They, I mean, they lost to Denver at one point. I think <laughs> yeah. it was midseason. Yeah, I mean, it was it's like it. crazy. What's going on? You know, they're division teams still, but you know. Yeah, Mahomes just has a different effect. And you see that with Jordan. Jordan would turn it on in the playoffs. You know, LeBron would do the same thing. And is different such a long season. You know, you can't be dominant for eighty-two and then and then keep it going. But the, the 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 playoffs are always more intense. But yeah, I mean, if you you would think this is the one year that no not many people were really talking about the Chiefs. Midway through the they year. They were they it were, was like they it were. was a and, foregone conclusion. It's gonna be Baltimore and Dallas, you know, and all this and or Especially, philly start off 10 and one yeah right for a while it was philly yeah and and well philly yeah philly and then it was like well dallas was they were just lighting it up on offense and you know but but yeah and that's you know as you know as jack prescott's a polarizing player but jalen hurts definitely people were like hey maybe this is the next you know mahomes or whatever and lamar jackson that he changed they changed him a little bit and be more of a pocket passer and that's all working. It's it's great, of course. they' you know, they seem like the dominant team in either conference that was going to make the Super Bowl. And you're absolutely right. That's a fair, a really great comparison. It was the Michael Jordan thing is sometimes if you're just you get greatness in you and, you know, don't forget this, too. I think it does matter when you've played it. I mean, this is part of the magic magic of the Patriots is they got to the Super Bowl so often they knew how to handle it. They knew it wasn't a huge game to them. It was very like they understood, you know, the hype that went into it, the cadence of that, the rhythm of the two weeks, getting to the, the hour game long, itself, an hour long <laughs> halftime, <laughs> the commercial breaks are longer. It's a different, all the players talk about this. The first time they go to the Super Bowl for the first time is it's a different the game. Rhythm. You never played a yeah. game like that until you get there. And when you know how to handle it and all the distractions and everything else, you know, it's, it's, it helps. It's an advantage. And. You know, yeah, the 49ers had been there a few years ago, but not recently. Brock Purdy hadn't been there, so that was another advantage, right? No, for sure. So, so speaking of the Super Bowl and Dan Campbell, it's just a fun exercise a little
0: bit. So, <laughs> there were, there were several instances where I was watching, thinking, okay, what would what would Dan Campbell do? And no, it's different too because his defense and his field goal kicker are very different from yes. what Shanahan and especially Andy Reid had, mm-hmm. right? So I was the first time i I thought, okay in, okay, let me just throw this one out. We'll start with this one because i I wrote about this, but I didn't actually include this one, which I wished I would have, but I was getting a little long. Andrew Reid, the Kansas City Chiefs, into regulation, Travis Kelsey gets loose on a twenty five thirty year order gets around the end, looks like he's twenty five years old, Run right around the end, you're like, oh my goodness they they are just looking to tie this game up with a field goal. they might actually go win this, right. So they get down and they have, I'm trying to remember how many seconds, 10, 11 seconds It's enough time to run a play first and not quite goal, I think from the 11-yard line. And they don't pick any yards up. So it's second down, they're like three seconds left. They're down by three. What does Dan Campbell do in that spot? Does he tie the game and um, go and go, to, and go to overtime? No. No, no. No. No, he goes for it found on on the second and eleven from the eleven yard line, do you think he goes for that second eleven? It with three seconds left, it was from the eleven yard line. Andy Reid brings out the field goal kicker. What do you think
1: Dan Campbell does in that spot? Super Bowl, Super Bowl. It was a twenty nine yard field goal for Butker. Um, so you 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 can assume uh, Basley would have made that field goal. Well, here is so the question: is is does Dan does Dan Campbell know the overtime rules? That's the big question. <laughs> <laughs>
0: 'Cause the, I would the think, 49ers I would think didn't.
1: Shanahan did, but a lot of the players did. The players did. I would, a lot of the players did. okay, since you're guaranteed a possession. No, I think he kicks it. I think he kicks it. I I, I think he kicks it too. Yeah. That would have been awfully <laughs> that would, I mean, okay. So and you know badly's gonna you, doink it off the right upright yeah, or something. It's
0: eleven <laughs> it's eleven yards. It's 11, all right, so let's just let's just say hypothetically, it's from the sixth. Does he do what he does? in Dallas. I know it's a two point conversion, but it's the same this ever it's the same scenario otherwise. And it's you pick up the six yards, you win the Super Bowl, you don't, you lose the Super Bowl. Let's just say he's like first second to goal from the six, three seconds left, one play. What do you what does he do? From the six. Oh. Like uh, like in Dallas. Like in Dallas. Does he do that again? Because in Dallas it was yeah. After the five yard after the penalty it was but the, the the two the two point was from the seven yard
1: line I want to say so they needed yeah. seven yards to win the game. Yeah. But then yeah. Um I would say I would say because of the overtime rules that he would kick it. I don't think he would okay. I don't think he'd lose it because he, I, I totally did not disagree with him in Dallas because I know he does not want to go to overtime and then he loses the coin flip and then it's over. And you know, he always wants one, he wants control of the situation. And two, he doesn't trust his defense and the kicker. So yeah, it's like no, he doesn't want to yeah, come you, down to that. Yeah,
0: your coin flip could coin flip could put your defense out there first, right? So yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so that's a fairly you agree. Easy what one do, do you with, think? Yeah. What do you think? I think he kicks. I, I think he yeah. kicks with the overtime rules. I think he kicks. Definitely from
1: second and eleven. I think he I think he kicks. Yeah, yeah there's no question. Second and eleven, he's that's the thing, too, is don't don't forget, I mean, and and I don't know. I, I'd i wonder how much Campbell is susceptible to this, but, you know, and he's obviously played in some, you know, the, the Dallas game was a pretty big stage, but the Super Bowl is the, the stage. And to do something like that, to go for it on, on, from the, even from the six yard line and uh, get stopped against a really good defense, like what are you, you lost the game. You chose the thing that lost you the game. It's, you'll be remembered for that for a long time as opposed to hey we kicked and the guy missed and well you know he you know it's it's, it's what's his name the buffalo bills character at that point you know well what are you going to do you miss people can miss um okay you know, yeah yeah defend yeah no, them. It's, okay how much can you defend it and he could defend a okay. uh, missed field goal the other three scenarios they're all fourth down
0: situations in scoring territory the first is an early in the fourth quarter. Kyle Shanahan's fourth and four. Kyle Shanahan goes for it, and Purdy throws an out sideline pass to Kittle. I think George Kittle. I think it was his first catch of the game, and they pick it up. Campbell goes for that too, right? It was sort of surprising. It was out of character for Shanahan to go to go for that there, and they were down. They were in field goal territory, and they were down three. They were down three, so they could have tied the game. And Moody's got a great leg, you know, rookie kicker, whatever, yeah. young kicker. So he's the is maybe not quite, but super talented kicker. Super, I mean, right? Third round draft pick or
1: second round. I can't remember where he's picked. Yeah, huge leg.
0: So Kansas for, City's game will go
1: 13 to 10. It's early in the yes. fourth quarter. And yep. it's fourth and three at the Kansas City 15. You're down 13 10. So it's a chip. It's a chip shot. So do you? Yeah. And he went for it. He went for it. He went for it. Um, Shanahan
0: went for it. Campbell goes for it, right? Or does he take the chip shot? Because that was kind of out of character for Shanahan, from what I understand. Yeah. He, he's mm. not. He's not been as risky because
1: he has one of the better defenses in the in the league, right? Yeah. So I I would say yeah. I mean, they, and so this is the thing that that's different about Dan Campbell and that what goes into his decisions here is he goes for it because you know. I guess he figures if I don't, if, I, if we get stopped, we get two yards. We're we're at the Kansas City, you know, thirteen or whatever. Yeah, the defense gets, you know, they have to stop, but whatever, you know, eighty-yard drive-ish, you know, uh, you know, they they have time to to possibly stop it. Three points isn't. You're just tying it. You're not going to win it. You're not. It's not. It's probably not going to come down to that. You're, there's someone else is going to score. So. Better to go for it, and if he likes the other thing too, I think some of these calls that they make is they go out there. You always have the option looking at the defense and deciding we don't like the look, you know, it's it's, we don't like the matchup, whatever the play call is. You can call a timeout, whatever. You don't want to have to use a timeout. I think they had all all three of their timeouts still probably, but but you can take a you can survey the defense. So, but I do think Campbell that that far down into into the Kansas City territory, I think he goes for it. What do you think? probably probably although he might have surprised us there and actually tied the game because it's
0: early in the fourth but on the other hand low scoring game with his defense let's say the score is the same he's got his defense yeah maybe he thinks how many more chances am I gonna get to take mm-hmm. the lead right so yeah I bet I, I I bet he goes for it I bet he goes for it too all right then the next two into the end of the last 49 last drive into the fourth quarter it's not complete in because Kenzie gets the ball back Fourth and five or four. Fourth and, and five, which, the KC fourth, five. Fourth and fourth and five, mm, tied up Shan- 16, 16 It's yep. It's Shanahan takes Alex to kick a field goal. Mm-hmm. What does Campbell do in that spot? That far out? It's a fifty-three a yard, yard field goal for Moody. Yeah, in a tie game at fourth and five. Uh, because you know he goes. In, for here is no, the other. Here is the other context that's important. A minute fifty-three left. Kansas City has two timeouts. So a first down there doesn't allow you to take a field goal shot to win the game, but it does set up the chance to get one more first down and then basically run the clock out and then either kick to win it or to go to overtime. That's what the going forward on that fourth down sets up. It It sets up a fairly decent chance
1: to win the game. Um, you miss that field goal. You miss that field that goal. Lose, and Kansas City game. has the ball at the at their 42. With two timeouts left left and almost two minutes left. Yeah.
0: Which is like a minute and a half more than Mahomes needs. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? No, no, no question. He's He's like, go take some time off the clock. No, if you miss the field goal, you lose. If you don't convert on the fourth down, you lose. If you make the field goal, then obviously you still could lose because there was enough time for him to go get a touchdown. And they, yeah, Kansas City almost did. They got all the way down to the eleven, but but so what does Campbell do? Does he kick the field goal on that, or does he go for it and try to go win the game?
1: He and not and not give Kansas City the ball back. He he has to go for it because he can't bank on Michael Badgley trying to trying to make a fifty three yarder, you know, or Mahomes keeping Mahomes out of the end zone. Right, right. I mean, because right? it's it's you're you're asking some you're asking a lot from the kicker you have, you know. Because you don't have Moody, so or Butker. so you, you you're asking a lot from the guy. And I think I think you know coaches think of things. That's just not Campbell. They're kind of like generals, like army generals or military. Like, what is my strength? Is it my tank division? Is it my air squad? My air squadron? Is it what is my strength? And am I am I going to die with my strength or my weakness? And that's what they think about. And it's like your strength is your offense. And you have, you know, a really good all, you know, tight end, a really good receiver, you know, really good running back, you know, two running backs, one out of the backfield, you know, you have, you have more options, you have, you trust your quarterback, you know, um, you know, you don't, you don't get it, there's, you know, you, you miss the first down, and they get the ball anyway, pretty much right there. In fact, it's better yeah. if you miss the field goal, it goes you back further. So, I think he goes for it. I think it's pretty cut and dry. He has to go for it there. I I, I do too. I do too. And
0: Shanahan played the uh, conventional wisdom. Again, in fairness to him, he has a better defense and a better
1: But if you had Matt Prater kicker, you go for it. If you have if you have a good kicker on your team, you know, then you go for it. And that's that was one of my points in my column too, is you gotta get a better kicker. You can't. No, just you eat. do. You
0: you you do. But the field goal in that sense, in that spot, can uh, San Francisco kicked the field goal, and they still lost. They yeah. still lost because in the end, field goals don't. I mean, we'll, we'll talk about this in a minute. Let's talk about the next one, and then we can get into the bigger picture with this. Sure, real quick. The the the, the so the next one comes into into overtime. San Francisco, Francisco gets the ball first, move the ball down the field. This time it's fourth and four. Four yards. So, does Dan Campbell go for that? Knowing that Kansas City gets the ball, they get their chance, right? And they can tie
1: it with a field goal or they can win it. Well, let's back up for just a second. Kansas, okay, uh, San Francisco wins the coin toss and they elect to go on offense. Is that the right call? Well, okay, so... Knowing that the other team is also going to possess, even if you score a touchdown, the other team gets a, gets here's a the, chance.
0: Here's the problem with this: it's so new that so it's interesting. I heard Shannon talk about they did some b- analytics, mm-hmm. the best, the the best that they could, because there's really nothing. You're not really studying; it's all hypothetical. It's all modeling. You're not. You're not going. You're not basing any of it on actual football that's been played over ten years, right? So, right, you're modeling. And so, and what, what they, what their mathematical models told them was that, and based on their offense and their defense, they take the ball and score a touchdown or field goal. And then, but preferably a touchdown. And then Kansas City, even if you can't stop them, they tie it. Then they get the ball with the first chance to win in sudden death circumstances. Cause then the next score wins. Mm-hmm. And I and so I understand the logic of that, right? I I totally understand the logic of that. The problem is if you if you give Mahomes four downs for 10 yards all the way down the field because he has to because they have to score. Yeah. How do you stop that? Yeah. So that's that I mean what and I don't know. I don't know what the answer to that is there. I mean, the, how how do I analytics account for okay, this is the best quarterback ever or second best ever, whatever? Probably eventually ever. I mean, he's certainly the best quarterback in the game. How how do you account for that in an analytical
1: model? You know, I don't know what he's. I don't know about these analytics and whatever. But you know, to me, it's it's simple strategy of let them go first, and then you do something based on what they do. Like if, and this is exactly what happened, right? They kick a field goal, and Kansas City now has the decision. Do do we want to tie it with a field goal or do we want to win it with a touchdown? We have those options to us, uh, available to us. We know what we have to do. We have to either tie it or win, you know. For sure. And and then the problem is if if you flipped it, right, and Kansas City had gotten the ball first, and let's say they kick a field goal, then – and this is the situation that they're faced with. The 49ers is fourth, fourth, down, fourth and four from the nine yard line. You know, do you want to kick the field goal and extend the game, or do you want to win it? You know, you have that. You can win the game. You have the option of winning the game. First drive, you're not winning anything. You're doing something. Oh no, but- no, you're not. But what if Kansas City scores? So if, here's the other part Kansas City gets the ball first,
0: they score a touchdown. Then basically, you're you are giving them a chance to win the game the next time they get the ball, unless you go for two, which you could and which, which I Campbell ran, would read yeah. somewhere <laughs> he might have. And I thought about that it, and and what he have done because and I read somewhere that Andy Reid said they had seriously considered going that if San Francisco had scored a touchdown, they were considering trying to win it on a two point conversion. Yeah. Now who knows if they actually do it when you get down there? Yeah. Right. Yeah. But so so I don't know so but anyway so you get back to that fourth down you're down there knowing Mahomes is on the other side yeah. no one he's going to have four downs that they're at least into well into scoring territory they're going to use four downs because you have to because they because they they can't yeah I mean they they don't convert the game's over in fact they did have one fourth down and they converted but uh, knowing that knowing how hard that's going to be to stop Mahomes with the four downs do you go for your own fourth and four and
1: try to score a touchdown. I um, Yeah, I would have, you know, because that that field goal is probably not going to win the game. And you know, it's also uh, fourth, it's fourth and four from the nine, which means you only need four yards to, for a first down. You don't have to score. So you can get four yards. They're going to be guarding the end zone more than they're going to be guarding a first down. So you have a chance to, you know, extend the drive. You don't have to score there. So, and Kyle Shanahan being a genius, the genius he is, is running all these analytics in his mind. And he forgot to plug in that Patrick Mahomes plays for the other team or whatever. Um, it's, it's, it's tr- no, you know, some guys true. playing Madden on the side. Hey, yeah, hey, go ahead, Kyle, you know. So, I I would have gone for it. I know Dan Campbell would have gone for it. He would have. He yeah. would have because he would have felt like a field goal was going to lose them the game. Right. Right. And also, if you, you know, let's say you don't get it, you get, let's say, three yards, right? You're still at their six-yard line. They have to so go you have a, 94 yeah, yards you have a, or, you know. I mean, So
0: you still have an outside chance of a fumble or a, yeah, a tip and your pass defense at the line really or, yeah, or, you do, or whatever, you know. And even if you're the line's defense, you still think, well, maybe we can make a play. Maybe we'll get lucky. I mean, you don't lose if you don't convert right there, although you probably do lose, or you know, you probably do lose, but you don't lose in that moment, at least. Right. But no, I I felt like those two calls. I don't want to say they cost because the cost the 49ers the game because they, you know there were lots of other things. The, the 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 punt that landed on the guy's foot that was just bad luck. The McCaffrey fumble, whatever. Although Mahomes threw a pick and they fumbled deep in scoring territory too, so that that sort of even itself out. But they lost because they couldn't make a play defensively. But to me, those two fourth down calls were conventional wisdom. Tie the score. Or tie the game, go 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 up and right, go up and one, tie the game in the other. That's conventional wisdom. Take the points, take the field goals. What well, we heard from Lions fans for two weeks. Take the points. Well, you know what? That doesn't mean it, that doesn't mean you're going to win either. And I guess that's the point, right? You, you
1: the other decision doesn't guarantee anything, as we just saw. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't. And, and but you have to know who you are, you know. And that's that's the one thing that. You know, I've written this many times, and maybe people just don't read enough of, of my analysis. Of Carlos Menares. Yeah. Go And it's it's you know, the defense is not good. That's part of it's uh, and I guarantee you if Dan Campbell had a better defense, if he had the Chiefs or the 49ers defense, his decision making would be different. Not entirely, sure. but somewhat different because it's like, what do you have on the other side? You know, you can you can you can rely on your defense, you know, and they and the problem is, you know, he can't come out and say, I don't trust my defense all that much, or I don't trust my kicker that much, you know, he'll just say, well, I liked how we were playing. I liked how we are moving the ball. We felt good about it. You know, we trust Jared Goff and all this stuff, you know. And it's like, okay, the fans just sometimes think you trust Jared Goff and, you know, okay. But it's like, he's not he's not telling you the whole story. You know, you should be able to look at that defense and realize, you know, he, you, can't, you can't put the head on them and make them... Force them to have to win the game for you, so that's why it's important to to beef it up and go get Chris Jones, Brad Holmes. But yeah, that's
0: not yeah. gonna happen. <laughs> no, no. But would that be would that be something to, <laughs> that would got him? No, I'm, I'm with you. I still think the the one fourth down he didn't go for it at the end of the second or the end of the second quarter, first half in San Francisco when the Lions were there. You know, I I don't know that those extra four points if they do convert and get the win, they're up. Then they would have been up what twenty eight to seven at the half instead of twenty four. I don't know if that makes a difference or not. Ultimately, it might have. But uh, it was interesting. He was conservative there and and took the points. And Yeah. In any case, I don't know. It's, it's just a fun exercise. It's well, like we do in so much of sports. It's what is. Uh, but uh, there, I'm with you. Dan Campbell would have gone. He would have done something memorable,
1: win or lose in the <laughs> Super Bowl, right? It would have. <laughs> It would have been, yeah. That's that's the one thing that I that I regret the most of not having alliance in Super Bowls. You know, in all these scenarios, we get to remember this. If they get back there, if they get to the Super Bowl, is all the different scenarios that would have possibly played out and what Dan Campbell would have done. And yeah, that would have been that would have been a ethic. sight. It would have made it would have made everybody forget about Dallas.
0: <laughs> no, it, you know, it absolutely would have just on that stage. It's funny. And my real quickly, uh, you know, my I don't know if I've talked about this on this podcast. Maybe I have. But my youngest son is starting his career as a coach, a basketball coach. And and he was telling me, we're talking about these some of these scenarios after the Super Bowl, like you and I are. And he was telling me that that he learned a lot listening to Dan Campbell's press conference after the Cowboys game. No, no, no. No, no. Sorry. Maybe that one. But after the 49ers game that he said, because Campbell talked about and you 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 were there. Hey, you know this is part of it. I make these decisions. You live with the consequences. You know you're going to get. I'm, I'm paraphrasing. You you know there's going to be heat, and you got to deal with it. You you got to You got to go with your God or what you believe in. And if it doesn't work, you got to deal with it. Yeah, you got to stand in, stand in there and take it. And my son loved that. It, it, it and it, it, he he said it made it helped helped him think about you know when his team loses or he makes a decision whatever that. Okay, because they're not all going to work out. Decision, and not at all that you're going to lose. Yeah, everybody loses. But can you can you handle it? Can you own it and handle it? And the way Campbell did after that—that that was it—got lost and all that because you know you're like, oh my god, they were almost at the Super Bowl. But I, I thought about that when my son told me that. I was like, yeah, that's a good point. That that that's part of coaching. You have to be able to take that. I and I thought that the, the the fact that that's what my son took from all of that
1: ultimately was interesting so it got me to thinking about it you know the thing the thing with campbell that also helps is that he knows he knows what to say how to say it without throwing people under the bus without blaming other parts and like like the defense is part of it right is when you know that your defense just doesn't measure up um you know, you know how you have to know how to spin things the right way and say, well, I like the way our offense was playing and I, I wanted to win the game there. And, you know, that's I just didn't want to have to hope for a coin toss and this and that, you know, so that's that's part of it is he knows what goes into it. But it's also communicating that after the fact when people are, you know asking you to defend your decisions you know you can't give them the whole story so it's just like this is what i believe and how am i going to say this in the right way that's why there's you know for the for the listener out there you know the coaches don't come into the media room right away they have time before they for you know several reasons cool they call it a cool down period but part of it is they know what questions are going to get asked you know their media People tell them. Their PR people tell them. Like, they're, I'm sure they're going to ask you about this and this and this. You know, there's been a lot of stuff on Twitter about it. Blah blah blah. Be prepared, and you have to be prepared for that. For that, those questions and what your answer is going to be. And the and I. By the way, I am convinced still with the Dallas game when after the, you know, they had to go for the second time on the two point conversion from the seven yard line. Yeah. That he was. That was just a. That was a fake. I'm convinced. You go back and look at that. Burkett and I don't agree with it. Probably a lot of people they thought it was crazy. You're still going for it. And I don't think so. If you look at that, they were, it was just a hard count situation, and they did draw Micah Parsons off, and then they got closer again. I think that was a that was definitely a, a hard count situation. But but yeah, it's it's uh, yeah, it's tough. Your, your your son's right. I mean, you know, the magic though, with Dan Campbell is he really communicates well. He knows what to say and how to say it, and the big thing with him too is that you know, he's he's in control of himself. Even when he doesn't like things, you can tell there's things that he doesn't like a way questions asked or or a certain line of questioning and he's it's tough. After a loss, it's an emotional time. And most coaches don't handle that very well. It's it's hard for them to do it. But yeah, I mean it's it's that's hard. That's really hard to to you know, and your son I don't think is doing press it, conferences, it, it, but <laughs>
0: No, it's you know. not. No, it's not. But no, he he's got to an answer to you know parents. Some, the parents get get yeah, angry or whatever. That's right? even harder. And that's that's its own kind of pressure. Oh right? yeah, I mean, right. It's not. It's not. It's not fans. You know, or or columnists or whatever. It's different. But okay. um, but no, I just I thought that was I thought that was that was interesting. You're talking about all these decisions and just just hey, this is what I think. This is what I'm going to do, and I'll live with the consequences. And I know that he's going to come my way. And I and I'll figure out how to to handle it so I can still sleep, basically, right? So I can sleep and eat and function as a human being. <laughs> Absolutely, you know, because it's a lot of pressure. And uh, in any case, I I just I just want to mention that I thought I thought that was that was interesting in thinking about all these Super Bowl decisions. And uh, hopefully, one day we get that, Carlos, having him having to make an epic and epic epic decision in the Super Bowl to win or lose the Super Bowl. You know what I mean? That would oh, be. Yeah. Uh, that would be great. All right, we need to take one more quick break and get back with your with your, Carlos's favorite thing, which feels like for a while we haven't done that in for a while. But uh, so you probably have lots of stuff to choose from. Uh, I look forward to hearing what that is. Right after right after this break, we'll be when we come back with what, what's the name of our show? Oh, Free Press Sports with Carlos and Sean. Mm-hmm. Welcome back to Free Press Sports with Carlson and Sean. It's that time of the show, Carl. I want to hear what your favorite thing
1: is. My favorite thing is that, you know, my wife and I probably go to, I would say, a handful of concerts or, you know, whatever performances, comedy shows, music, whatever, every year, not that many. And we hadn't gone to a comedy show in a really long time, like years and years. And we... Went to our first one last weekend. It was in Royal Oak. It was Ryan Hamilton. He's not a like top tier comic, but he has a Netflix special out. So it's a, tell it's a year or two old, whatever. We really liked him, and so if he was performing. I'm like, yeah, it's you know, it's here. Let's do it. And we went, and we had a good time. But the thing was that I'd kind of forgotten about the comedy shows, and he was really good. He had a really good actually like opening act comic when you did like fifteen minutes. But Hamilton went out, I mean, he was, most of them run about an hour. And he went about more than, he went about an hour and a half. And, you know, there was a little bit of crowd work in it too, which was really good. But it was just a fun time. But he, listening to, you know, I don't know. I don't know what that, what that venue holds, maybe 1,000 or so, 1,500 people laugh. I mean, he was really good and it was consistent. Having that many people laugh for that long, for that period of time, it was just something that it does something to you. It, you know you don't ever experience that in any other walk of life, and it'd been so long. I think since we, I don't. Know, I can't even remember who the last comic was that we went to see, but it was just a really uplifting event to to go there and and hear so many people laughing. And my wife loved it. She laughed really hard. I did too. It was it was just a great. A great experience, and we're like, you know what, we need to do this more often. <laughs> so yeah, so we're gonna go see another comic probably pretty soon. But it was it was a really joyful event, good night of entertainment, and I would recommend Ryan Hamilton if he ever comes through Michigan again. He's he's a good act, works hard, and that was very enjoyable. Well, that sounds great. My favorite thing is being back with you. I
0: missed last week. We haven't talked in a while. I assume you took some time off. I hope. Uh, A couple of days here and there, right? I don't know if you got a chunk of time together, but uh, we were able to spread out a few days here and there. So that's good. And and then my other favorite thing is that my boys came over to watch the Super Bowl with me, which I was surprised that they still want to do that. So I don't know how much longer. Yeah. And my oldest had other plans and went for the first half with some, with some girlfriend's family and all that kind of stuff. But he's like, nope, I want to be back and uh, watch the second half. And so, yeah taking i'll take that as long as i can get it i don't know how much longer that's gonna last so that that was my other favorite thing that's because
1: you cooked. So that's why you
0: entice them with all your food i i did cook a little bit no i didn't cook at all i took it my wife said she was proud of me for not going crazy this time and going overboard i i kept it fairly simple so i did make some salsa though oh yeah you're you know. your famous salsa you got to send me the recipe it's not it's not really famous salsa and it's it's it's, it's, it's always good, but sometimes it's better than others. You know, it's one of those things, you know, how that goes, but all right, we need to, we need to cut our poor producer loose and uh, get to get the listener out. And uh, that means we got to thank some people, Carlos.
1: Yeah. Let's thank our producer, Robin Chan, who, you know, got a whole week off too. He, he, that was his favorite thing was he got a break from us, I think. Did, um, yeah. didn't have to deal with us. Awesome. <laughs> Executive producers, Kirkman Crawford and Jeanette Delgado and free press editor, Nicole Avery Nichols. But mostly, Sean, of course, your favorite. Who is the most important person we need to thank? The listeners, the
0: folks that spend time with us every week. Thank you. You can, can, I don't know. Do we really need to keep saying you can find? uh, Yeah, we do. We'll we'll say it because this is what we do. do, Newspapers are slow to change, slow to adapt, although we do a lot of good stuff in the newspaper. I'm just saying, you know, we're... We're an older institution. How about that? Is that, is that the right way to say Venerable. it, Carlos? Venerable. Okay, that's a, that's a better that's a nice euphemism. Nice word, by the way. No, you can uh, find us wherever you find your favorite podcast. The, the, the key, of course, is to subscribe and rate us when you get there. We, we love those subscriptions. We love those ratings. All right, Carlos, until next week when we return and get into some of the other teams. There are other teams, right? I know it's weird. It's mid-February we're still talking about the Lions but, uh, but uh, yeah that was different so yeah next week we'll be back and we'll we'll dig into the other winter sports and other teams is I think there's a summer team that's starting to starting to come spring training starts games start what in a week and a half something like that a week
1: today kept catch- pitchers and catchers
0: have reported it's, it's starting to, it's halfway yeah, done they've they reported they, yeah they've reported the game starting six seven days five days I don't know week anyway ten days okay that's what I thought a week and a half So, yeah, that too. All right. Until next week, when we return with Warford Press Sports with Carlson, Sean, thanks for listening.